Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Adam Bender is officially the first employee of the Cabela Family Foundation. His official title is Development Director. But Adam, given his track record in the industry, is going to take a lot more than the Development Director role feel like Adam's going to really take the Cabela Family Foundation to the next level. And we're super excited about what is going to happen there. Dan Cabela is a good friend of Blood Origins. As you'll hear in the podcast, he affectionately calls me Robert. (laughs) And we just love what they do over there and couldn't be excited to sit down with Adam and have a conversation literally three weeks on the job to say, hey, What's up with your life now, and what are you planning to do with the Cabela Family Foundation? Have a listen. It's a great conversation. You're going to see more and more and more of the Cabela Family Foundation and Blood Origins in sort of merging our our two greatest talents. And if you like the podcast, give it a share. Let everybody know about Adam and what the Cabela Family Foundation is doing. Leave us a review. Leave us a five-star rating if you can. And enjoy. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to to non-hunters that it's it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it? Brittany. My name is. (laughs) Does my hair look okay? It's fantastic. My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. (laughs) Braxton, you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Mm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. There we go. All good. Okay. Cabela's family. Is it Cabela's? Cabela. No S. 
Cabela. Cabela. Cabela Family, Family Foundations. Foundations. Technically, first W-2 employee. Yeah. Yeah, first. Uh, Con- you can't count Dan. Dan no. doesn't count. No, and I, I'm the first. I'm the only <laughs> person without the name Cabela associated. There is nobody else. Jeez. Without the sons and daughter. Yeah, I was always wondering, like literally, and we've we've spoken for a while, and I won't give away who you are quite yet, but um, we've spoken for a while, and I've known Dan for a while. We we told Dan's story on Blood Origins. Mm-hmm. We went and got the elk crack cocaine that he serves at his Dripping Springs residence that you have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Dan's a, if you don't know Dan, he's a, he's, a, he's a unique character. And I think unique is the best way to put it. Fair. Fair. If, if, you, if he gives you the dry sense of humor that is Dan Cabela, you know you're on, like, the good side of Dan Cabela. That's right. Like today I saw him, right? You know that he doesn't call me Robbie or Robert, right? No. He calls me Robert. Robert. <laughs> I like that. I might have to change you in my phone. That <laughs> I kind of like that. Yeah, you know, just put Robbie Robert. Robert. Kroger. Got it. Yeah, like that's it. how Dan introduced. He says, "Hey, Robert, how you doing?" Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot, actually. But I was like, man, what are you like? I see you doing good stuff. I really love the stuff you're doing, doing big, audacious stuff, mm-hmm. moving 24 lines that is now, and we can talk about it later, is now 86 lines or soon to be 100 lines, mm-hmm. probably 100 lines this year. Yep. Um, you move 12 cheetahs that are now 24 cheetahs or something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, done audacious stuff, has his hard truth show that's on, on history, um, and he goes hunting around the world but tackles issues whilst he's hunting. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, well, okay, cool. This is a cool little hobby, man. Like, I get it. It's definitely multifaceted. You know, I think uh, as a as an outsider looking in for a long time, you know, I always obviously respected it. But then now once, you know, kind of entered into the fold, it became uh, more and more aware of just how much the family is doing, uh, whether it's behind the scenes or with one of the large-scale initiatives. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, man, what are you going to, like, where's this going? And I don't think Dan knew where it was going. Sure. Well, obviously, I mean, Mary was a large portion of it. You know, but did, do you think Mary had an idea of, like, what they wanted the Cabela Family Foundation to do? You know, I'd, I guess I don't know. Um, without, obviously, asking her, and we don't have the you yeah, know, possibility. Yeah, we don't have the ability to do that today, yeah. Um, I guess, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. And I, I know they always had big plans for it what the plans were i think were uh were a work in progress and then that's where i came in but dan has dan come talk to you like we talked about this we talked about that we a little bit yeah i mean there's there's some ideas out there for sure mm. um but they're 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 very close to the vest uh naturally sure and um and you know obviously the, the conservation landscape is getting more and more competitive and uh i think that i think that uh in time, you know, one of the first things they asked me to do was, you know, three-year strategic plan. Like, we need to chart the course. Mm. Where are we going? Mm. What are the goals? You know, how are we going to get there? Who do we need to involve? Who do we got to lean on? Um, outreach, you know, and that's obviously where knowing somebody like you is, is, is great in your platform. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's just a, there's a lot going on, but a lot of people don't know. And mm. I guess that's 
where I come in now is to help make some of that awareness happen. Yeah. Well, Adam Bender, welcome to the Blood Origins podcast. Thank you much. Congratulations on you. You were like you. You texted me. I think you texted me like a couple of days before, and you're like, "Hey, I need to talk to you." I think I ignored you. I can't remember what I did. You were busy. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> and then you text me like, dude, I need like five minutes of your time like right now. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. And I called you. I was like, what's up? Well, common courtesy I wanted you to hear before the world heard. Oh, man. You know, there's a, there's a handful of people that I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Just because I knew with this next chapter of my life, sure. there's going to be some people that I wanted to naturally lock arms with. Yeah, you know? 100%. And it's uh, It's been great, though. I mean, I'm super, super humbled. I mean, even to be mentioned in the same sentence as that family is truly humbling you know especially as a small town kid from nebraska yeah so you grew up in so like i didn't grow up in america right yep. i i came here when i arrived in two, 2003 there were bass pro shops and there were cabelas yep and i remember taking my dad to we didn't have a, i was living in oxford mississippi at the time and the only thing that um was around was in memphis which was a bass pro shop and we mm-hmm. went in there and, and it was just like what this is nuts. Yeah. Like, what is this place? A little bit different than but a sports was, store in South was, Africa. Yeah, exactly. It was just unbelievable. And so the names are, like, obviously synonymous with mm-hmm. outdoors and hunting. Mm-hmm. But Cabela's originated out of Nebraska. Correct. Out of your backyard. Correct. Yep. So I grew up on the eastern side of the state. But, yeah, I mean, Cabela's grew its roots. They came out of the western side? Is Chap- that what you're saying? Yeah, Chapel, Nebraska. So okay. it, it's, it started on, on Dick and Mary's kitchen table selling hand-tied fishing flies mm. um you know and that's how it started and then that kind of took off and then an ad and in a local uh, sporting goods came out and then it just kind of snowballed uh, but yeah i grew up um i'm from the eastern side of the state but i grew up going to the Kearney, nebraska store which is kind of uh the middle of the state um, is right that the first store nope nope it's no. one of the first okay uh, i can't remember the exact number but okay. it's it's one of the first uh, one of the smaller stores, actually. It, it, it was so early that it wasn't the big, huge footprint with the big bronze, you know, like they became. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I grew up going to that store twice a month with my dad, you know, walking around and just daydreaming. Right? Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. For, so for me and my, my whole, you know, 14 years of my professional career was for Cabela's, then Bass Pro. Um, for me, you know, to, to get this opportunity, I mean, it's a full circle moment, you know, as a small town kid from nebraska who grew up idolizing cabela's to now work for the family i mean it's there's no greater honor does anybody else work for the family um they, they have other businesses but not in the conservation space no 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 i mean i mean dan has a executive assistant and and a, and a tech guy who runs day to day but i mean there, there's as you know there's so many facets to it you know there's dc ranches there's doses there's the foundation there's the wild, the exotic wildlife side. I mean, there's so much to it. Mm. Um, but as far as the foundation, no, I'm I'm number one. Okay, so you've given us the history. Super privileged to be in the position. Sure. Okay. What is the mission? Like, well, you've 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 now sat down. How long have you been on staff? So, uh, I guess December. What do we say? December fourth, December fifth. Look at him pulling out a yeah, pulling out his pamphlet. Uh, He's ready to go. I definitely, I definitely <laughs> don't want to misquote. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. Uh, so I have this here. This is for you, actually. Oh, man. But awesome. our mission statement uh, is to build and create partnerships and projects which promote outdoor recreation, conservation, and charity towards others. Say that first part again. To build and create partnerships and projects which promote outdoor We're recreation, We're conservation. We're in. Blood Origins is in. And, con- and charity towards others. You know, and Dick, Dick and Mary had a, 
anybody who knows them well, they know they had a huge sense of faith. They were devout Catholics. Mm. Um, so that's really where the charity towards others comes in. Uh, it, obviously, conservation impact is one thing, but they do a lot of faith-based things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that's super important to them even to this day. Awesome. Um, so, yeah. It's, but is it's that done through the foundation? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So is yeah. that part of your por- portfolio? We'll see. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we don't know as, yet. As things take off. Yeah, as you, you know, grow and change. It's yeah. been like drinking from a fire hose. 100%. You know, for, the first 40, for the first 45 days. I mean, 10 days in, Dan was like, hey, I'd like to get you down to Texas to my place and we'll, we'll um, you know, get three so days together. So you've been together. six weeks on the job. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, 10 days in, I was down in Austin sure. at his house and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, basically getting, he carved out. I mean, he's so busy. I mean, travels 280 plus days a year. Mm-hmm. And he carved out three days and just kind of said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, okay. So I put together this huge document of all these questions, some very simple, some very pointed. It was just, uh, you know, kind of a, a wish list, if you will. And uh, it was great. You know, got a, got a three-day peek behind the scenes of, of his place and, and doses. And, and then naturally we did a lot of what I'd call strategic planning. Yeah. You know, getting a lot of that history built in mm-hmm. early on just to lay the foundation for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's obviously, it's, it's 23 years old. It was formed in 2000. Had you been involved in any of the projects? Nope. You hadn't, right? Nope. Now, obviously, there was some crossover in 2019 when Ivan and I did the conservation experience in Which Qatar con- 11. What? So what? that was the elephant collaring. That was the elephant collaring in Qatar 11 yes. with the lion project. With Haldane and yeah, Zambezi yeah, yeah. Delta. So Zambezi Delta, naturally, in Qatar 11 is the, is the huge home of where the lions are, where the trees are. So yep. there was a little bit of crossover, but not on an official scale. Naturally, it was happening in the same place, mm-hmm. and Mark Haldane helped to make it happen. Mm-hmm. But as far as uh, in an official capacity, no. I was always on the sidelines. So you gave me the verbatim mission sure. statement. What's sure. Adam's mission? For the foundation. I, I mean, I think for me, it's about growing the Cabela family legacy. Um, I, I think what that family means to the outdoor world is, uh, is really, really important. And they cared a lot about conservation. Like, yes, everybody knows Dick and Mary and Jim and the family for what they did with the store, um, stores. But I think beyond that, anybody who knew them very personally knew how much they really cared about conservation and truly leaving an impact and leaving mm. things better than they found it. Mm. And that's where a lot of the, you know, the big initiatives like 24 Lions and 12 Cheetahs came from was because they said, hey, we want to go make a difference. And, you know, that's, that's a lot to bite off. Yeah, we want to do big things, yeah. audacious things. Yeah. I mean, stuff. That, I mean, it's the largest Lions translocation in the history of the world. Correct. Nobody's ever done it yeah. that, to that scale. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was a, a, a great way to kick things off. Now it's like, hey, how do we grow? Mm-hmm. Because those are the two big initiatives. Yes, there's been other things. You know, Dan's even partnered with you yep. on, on the Black Bears. Bear Project in Arkansas, research on Black Bears. Yep. But there's just so much out there that they've done that people don't know about. Oh, well, uh, that's why I only know the three. Sure, sure. Well, there's more, and there's more coming. From a conservation perspective. Yep. 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 And uh, in due time, um, you know, they're – they're very, they're very big on wanting to make sure that initiatives are going to be successful. 100%. Dan <laughs> cannot emphasize that enough. He's like, oh, I'm not getting involved in that project. I don't know anything about it yet. Yeah. Uh, Takes us two years to get an understanding. Yeah. He's like, Dan, we don't have two years. I got two weeks. Yeah. He's like, yeah. well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, very much, you know, want to err on the side of success. And, 100%. And that takes, uh, that takes a lot of time. You know, unfortunately, and nothing of this stuff happens fast. I'm sure everybody would like it to move faster. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really, uh, for me, my personal legacy is to, to ensure that what Dick and Mary started 
lives on through their children. And if I, if I get to be a small portion of that, and someday when I'm old and gray and my kids and your kids mm-hmm. can go see, you know, wild lions in Kutata 11 that, you know, wouldn't, weren't there 150 years ago. And they were there now because of this foundation. Mm-hmm. That's my legacy. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to do? <sighs> Putting me on the spot. No, it's not. It's uh, like just a dr- daydream for a while. You've got an opportunity here yeah. to talk on a platform about your dreams I of what you want to do with the Cabela Family Foundation. I, I mean, I, I want to go do real conservation. I know you've heard What me. does that mean? Uh, not hashtag conservation. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> um, I think, you know, real conservation is a very convoluted topic. And, you know, this conservation has become a br- buzzword, you know, in the outdoor industry. Now everything is hashtag conservation this, hashtag conservation that. You do anything now. People, because of the platform of social media and the... And you know what I'm going to title I this know, episode I know, now, right? I know. Hashtag conversation, uh, conservation. I, I, I know. I'm, I walked <laughs> right into it, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, I hey, it's nothing new. I've said it before, and I've said it multiple times. I just, I don't really like the the virtue signaling that conservation has become. Hmm. Um, it, it's this rallying cry that if you put it out there, it automatically tells something, somebody something about who you are and what you're about. But the problem is it, it goes a lot further than social media. And I think that as somebody like yourself, you can appreciate, you know, there's conservation on social media and then there's real boots on the ground work that needs to be done. And what does that take? Dollars. And mm-hmm. what does it also take? Manpower mm-hmm. and time mm-hmm. and resources and mm-hmm. knowledge. And it's just it's so much deeper than hashtag conservation, which is all you see on social media. And, you know, as far I, I mean, as far as what I want to do, I mean, I, I want to be impactful. I want to be a man of my word and say, when we go do something, we're going to do it to the best of our ability and give it 120%. And I'm not saying that there's no room for failure, but if you fail, you learn and you dust yourself off and you get up and you go again. Yeah. And I think that in, in my position as a development director, I get to go out and and seek opportunities and, uh, didn't Dan give you the opportunity to name your position? Why'd you name me the development director? That's not true. I don't know where you heard that. I would have gone like chief, Dan officer or something <laughs> like that. Come on, Dan nope, Cabela. Nope, Change his t- title to the chief Dan officer. <laughs> no, Keeping was, Dan in line. It was development director, which is really funny because how the whole thing happened is just kind of crazy. But I didn't even know the position title. I knew nothing. I, I literally knew nothing. I got a cold phone call from Dan. Mm. And he was asking for help and asked if I knew any names. Yeah, and you and, missed the beat. And I, I missed the subtle hint. So mm-hmm. I went about my life. And about a week, 10 days later, I kind of thought about it. And I'm like. Was that what I thought it was? And then I called back and turned out that's what it was. So I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but you can call me whatever. It's not important to me. The body of the work is what's important to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, even in these first 45 days, I mean, the things I've worked on have been, I mean, jack of all trades has always kind of been my thing. Whether it's, whether it's marketing or whether it's outreach or it's communications or social media. Are you running the social media? Nope. Have nope. you got access to the social I media? Do. I mean, okay. obviously have a have an in. We have uh, a third-party partner that helps posting on the foundation side. Um, but doing all the emails now and then uh, all the forward communications that are going to be coming on behalf of the foundation. That's my background. You know, I'm, I'm a writer. So awesome. It's uh how the message and the voice and the tone go forward, yeah, that'll be that'll be me. I mean, that's the other thing. Yeah. Like we always obviously have to keep in check. It's yeah. Midwest values for sure. Very humble people. And uh, but yeah, to what you said earlier, when when we get confirmation 
it crosses 100. You better believe that's coming. Uh, that's my. That's a goal. If you want to see what that's I want to do, be, that's going to be a huge piece. That will be a big piece to show that the model works. To like show, I can even see like the beginning of the film. You can put like 24 lines. And you can just put a big strike through and just put like 100. Sure. Or like something that. like, I like that. that. I like that. Don't steal I mean, it. I commission. I'll put Kravit. Yeah. I'll put, I'll put uh, credit Robert. Yeah, Robert. Uh, <laughs> oh God. So you know, I think I think I really to. to to wrap up that point, I just I I want people to know what we're doing, and and that's and the there's nothing wrong with that. No, and I and you can I, be humble. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think I think it's not from a chauvinistic standpoint. It's that the work is out there; it needs to be done. These are the things that are are doable and obtainable. That yes, they take time, effort, money, all the above. But when you truly invest and you truly believe in it, look what's possible. And this 24 Lions project is is it. And you know when we, you cross 100 there and it shows that hunters, you know, care so much about wildlife that they were willing to spend and invest all this money and time and research and people to do it. And in five years, look what's happened. You know, you 5X to the population. And all of that funding came from hunters' dollars. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just mm -hmm. an amazing story. Mm -hmm. And it's and you can't argue it. No, and I think, you know, pushing that story for what it is, yes, clearly there is a who who did it. Sure. Okay. CFF. But that doesn't have. That's not the reason why. No. You're pushing it. No. And I think that's where you know, again, getting away from the humbleness of it, the Midwest sort of nature of things. That's the message that you know, from a blood origins perspective. That's I don't give a. I couldn't give two stuffs, whether you saw blood origins or not. Right. I want it to be like, look at this. Right. And I think I think it's uh, the ego perspective is something earlier to the you know the, the hashtag conservation thing. It's a uh, it's a real thing. You know the, the the smallest thing now out there today, and somebody puts that in there as their mantra. All of a sudden, you know they're the next Aldo Leopold because they they bought a a a NGO's membership. You know, and they post the receipt online. Hashtag <laughs> conservation. It's like, hey, that is important, but just remember, it goes a lot further than that. Mm -hmm. And but what about you, if you couldn't do anything more? If I couldn't do anything no, more? No, no, if that person. Oh. I mean, I guess every little bit of support counts. And I think that's a that's a fair question to ask. I mean, I guess. They're not allowed to tout that they're, con they're, they're doing something for conservation? I wouldn't say not allowed to tout. And I guess, yeah, probably, probably taking too aggressive of a stance on it. But, you know, really, I guess to me in the you know the influencer space is where it really seems to show its kind of ugly head quite a bit um and i and i and i don't know you know the everyday joe obviously yes supporting ngos and whether that's your 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 pheasants to your ducks to your quail trout deer elk it's all obviously important you're right i think it's just like i said it's blown up within the within and maybe it's because i'm too close to it in you know the hunting industry and it's mm -hmm. all i've worked in for 17 years mm -hmm. and uh maybe that's where this little bit of jaded view has came from but it just seems like in the last couple of years it's gotten really really bad yeah yeah no there's so much good stuff to be done man there's just and there's some really there's some there's some big audacious projects still on the horizon for sure yeah, and you know we've kind of got a little bit of a vision board started in my basement. You're gonna move 500 elephants? <laughs> I don't know. I know it's out there, and uh, I know the people uh, that uh, that want to do it, and I know when it was brought to the family. Holy smokes! 
Yeah. It's it's look. Elephants is a is a very unique beast. Because I think and as you get more into the space, sure. I'd love to get your opinion on it, but I'm very keen. We we've got a huge elephant documentary coming out of Botswana, mm-hmm. probably Aprilish, Mayish. Okay. It's going to be I've I've done so much elephant research in like what kind of documentaries have been created. A shit ton have come out of Botswana, but nothing like this. Mm-hmm. Like we interviewed 86 people in 16 mm-hmm. days or whatnot. But I want to take it one step up. I was telling someone today, I want to tell the elephant narrative, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, 500 elephants to translocate them. That's awesome. But South Africa, nobody wants an elephant. Nope. You can't give them away. No. Namibia, nobody wants an elephant. Zimbabwe, nobody wants an elephant. Botswana, nobody wants an elephant. Mozambique, there's probably some places still that would take elephants. Malawi, yep. Tanzania, um, probably, but the population is growing really well right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, the narrative is now, the our narrative is no more save the elephant. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do we do with the elephants mm-hmm. now? It's uh, and that's and to your point. That's a story that's not being told, you know. That the Disney effect of the elephant, oh, has, geez, man. has taken over the the reality, you know. And you, as the South amount, African, the, you know. Yeah, the amount of like NGOs tied to elephants. Oh, I I started a list. I mean, like I'm at like thirty something, <laughs> all just elephant guys. And if you go on every single one of their websites, save the elephants. It's like they are, they've lost nine, we've lost 90% of elephant populations, which is true yep. in a hundred years, yep. in which the African human population has expanded by what? I, I honestly don't, I can't find a reliable number for well, yeah, how are you gonna find Africans that? in like the 1900s, but it's, it's got to be a thousand percent more. I mean, at least. Two thousand percent more. Yeah. And it's just like, guys. We have 400,000 elephants right now. I would love for scientists to generate based on the available habitat today. Not from back yesteryear, today. How many elephants do we think we legitimately can support? Right, right. My, my question, I think, we would be, I think we may be over the number. I bet you'd be shocked. I bet if somebody really poured into that data and what they could tell, you know, the carrying capacity of certain areas. Yep. Because it's, like you said, based off where you go, it's a totally different dynamic. Oh, no, it's totally. And and that's, again, Disney effect just says, save the elephants. Yeah. And it's like, that's not the case if you go over across the pond and ask some questions and talk to somebody that's affected, you know, by, by elephants. It's it's not that way. But again, the narrative, the only narrative that's really out there is save the elephants. But it's still a bloody good project. Like, I would still... I'd still love to be involved in like a 500 elephant translocation, but it would have to be, you know, you're moving, you, again, you'd have to move it into like the DRC or into Angola mm-hmm. or like northern Zambia and whatnot. But shit, man, like moving like 36 elephants across countries yeah. is like a million and a half. Right, and then you're going to go to 500. And there's not many people that can transport. There's, there's, there's a lot of zeros behind that number. <laughs> I know that. I know that. <laughs> but I think, you know, and to get back to what you said earlier, you know, I want to find things in North America, mm. things that are relatable. Yeah. You know, because that's one thing that the foundation has is, you know, their two large scale initiatives are both Africa based. And that's because Dick and Mary cared so much about Africa. And I think that as we go forward, I want to find ways to be extremely. I've got a big one in America. It's just, it, it has some logistical headaches. Sure. 
Well, turns out I did logistics for many <laughs> years. So no, this one has got some federal logistics. Oh, I'm not saying that I can't solve it, but I'd love <laughs> to hear it. Um, but I think becoming relatable, you know, that would be another legacy th- piece for me. What do I want to do? Hundred percent. I want when people hear Cabela Family Foundation, they want to know that who they are and what they're rooted in and that they care deeply about conservation yeah and uh it's not just africa based um that that's definitely another thing that i think the coolest thing that that is on your horizon is that yes 24 lions was your was pre-you cheetahs was pre-you but look at the projects that are going to come down the pipeline that are going to be you sure well it's definitely not me but i mean no 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 but you'll be like i yeah, I helped organize yeah. it. I helped operate it. I put it in the helped op- put it in the ground. Yeah, I was a part of that. Yeah, I mean the the, fo- the phone calls, the texts, the WhatsApps that have already happened have just kind of got me laying my head down at night, just going, "Man, this is this is crazy. This is actually happening." Mm. Um, I and I and I think that a lot of that is credit to the relationships I built over 17 years in the outdoor industry and traveling the world and going all these different places and becoming cultured in the aspect of learning different um conservation issues across the globe yeah and, yeah and just you know oh you need that acumen for sure and getting and getting this uh opportunity now to mm-hmm. to actually do something about it mm-hmm. is phew, uh yeah i get i, get I got excited some cool projects for you in australia and new zealand as well i get excited thinking about it well Jeez, I, I mean it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun to be able to talk amongst the family and, and figure out where we want to invest what do we want to exactly. do where do we want to leave an impact? Mm-hmm. Um, because some of this stuff, you know, and you know this, there's there's a lot of bureaucracy behind the scenes on some of this. Sure. You know, some there's there's usually some smoke and mirrors to some of it of on why some of these things need to be done. And then when you dive in, you're like, well, that's not quite the case. But um, yeah, and if you just let it also, you know, you just let it quieten down a little bit. Yeah. Then it seems to like, oh, what ha- what happened to everyone? Yeah. All disappeared. Yeah. You know. Yep. And, inter- and interest ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I think that um, I think that 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 for me on the horizon, that's the most exciting thing is to know what's ahead of us. Mm. Like what we've done in the past as a foundation, obviously I was not a part of it, but um, it's all good work. Sure. Um, but now where we go. Well, forward, you've also got some good pieces coming that you can really sort of lean on. Sure for successes and sure. lean on to showcase this is what we've done this is what we're doing this is where we're going sure and when i got when i got told yeah to what you quoted earlier you know 86 is the number that they think we're at right now so 14 cubs away you do the math it's going to happen this mm-hmm. year god willing mm-hmm. um i told i just was very honest with dan and i said we have to make this a big deal i mean every option every opportunity we have every outlet we have we got to make this a big deal full court press i said because this could lay the the new kind of runway for where we're going sure. like 100 it, it could introduce a whole bunch of people to basically what they t- hadn't even heard about and then it's like whoa look at that and then you, you've got the facts and the data and the photography and the videography and the year's worth of reports that have come out every single year from our partners at Zambezi Delta showing by the numbers how they took off and where they did, how their home range is changing, and you know, how you know, how many have been caught in gin traps and how many have been saved by the anti poaching team. I mean, it's just it's such a cool, compelling story mm-hmm. that I think it could really be that launching platform for the future. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Totally agree. Well you're certainly excited, man, and you and you, you should be excited. Very much um, so. You've been, you know, you've done a great job with what you used to do at Best Pro Shop, and 
you know, now you at a time in your life, especially with your kids and your family, just like me, that now it's a new chapter. Right. And it's almost like reinvigorating. Oh, big time. You know? It's uh, leaving. This is, a f- I mean, for outside of going to Dan's, you know, this is my first trip away from my wife and kids again. You know, when I used to do this full time, gone, go, 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 hosting these people on hunting and fishing trips. And uh, this one was different. Like this one, I had a little bit extra pep in my step. Yeah, and, and it's like, and I, again, you, you're almost in the same world that I live in now. It's like, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. You know, who are you going to speak to today? You don't right. know what the kind of, who you're going to meet tomorrow? Right. What kind of meeting you're going to have tomorrow? You right. have no idea. Right. The Yeah, and that was something that I was really nervous about early on was the lack of structure. But now I've come to thrive on it. You 100%. Know, I mean, every day, yeah, I have my things that I need to do. But when the random phone call happens or the, or the random text from Dan comes in and you just pivot and shift, you know, it's, it's uh, I've, I've really come to love it in a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I, I think that for me, just being proud to say who I work for, I mean, it's just, I think that is an immense thing that creates, you know, happiness within people. When yeah, you truly 100%. care about what you do and who you do it for, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. And for me, like, that's what got me so excited about this trip was because I've been to this show how many times, but they've always known me as, you know, Adam Bender from Club Signature Events, and, and now it's in a different capacity. And the amount of people that reached out, and they're like, hey, we want to talk, blah, blah, blah. It's like, sweet. all right, here we go. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. So well, you know, you can trust and and count on our support, my support. Absolutely. Whatever we can do to help tell the story. Absolutely. It's what we do. Well, we appreciate it very much, and, you know, you've been a great voice for collectively all of us in the hunting space for many years now, and I think, like, we can't slow down. Hell know, no. We're getting this momentum building no, and building. No, we were and just building. about to put the gas pedal down. Right, right. Exactly. And I think uh, I think that the future is bright for sure. 100%. Well, cheers, bud. Absolutely. Thank you, Bawana. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.